This is MJ Acosta from the NFL Network, and you're listening to Lemon City Live. Lemon City Live is brought to you by Magic City Casino Highlight. The fastest game in the world has come to Magic City. We showcase the best features of the sport, combined with the -the state-of-the-art court, and the talents of our very own homegrown athletes, like myself, for a highlight experience like never before. Live Highlight returns to Magic City Casino in July 2019. But guys, remember, to live... What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. I used to live on 167th Avenue. Oh, yeah? Yeah. PD. I thought we were going to have, like, some music. No. No music. No music. VMAs yeah. was yesterday, son. Yeah. I'm still in the VMA modes right now, though. Oh, oh, oh. There you go. Appreciate it. Just don't introduce me like that, bro. We got our ass kicked by Florida. I need more when I'm coming on the radio. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay, okay. We'll give you some more. Okay. Before that, dude, it's episode 167. Do you know what today is? The naked episode, man. Bruh, come on, man. Get yeah. out of here. Hey, I'll see yeah, y'all you guys thought hey, I I'll see y'all next Tuesday. I'm out. You got, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys thought I forgot, huh? Yeah, bro. No pants. I'm blind. How can, how can, <laughs> how can you just, can how you can you be, be so proud white? of that, bro? I'm proud of that, bro. It's like your, it's like your hair is like doing like a bridge right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Good, man. I feel like I've been defining my body a little bit, you know, Sculpting this dad bod pretty good. As long as you, yeah, you know, it's not called all sculpting if you're adding clay to the figure. But you know, <laughs> whoever the most important opinion that matter is your significant other, your wife. Let's not get that opinion. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this is episode 167. I promised you last week I'd do this naked. So this is the naked episode. You're not really naked. You still I got am, pants bro. on. No, I got no pants on, bro. Yeah, whatever. You can't see behind the curtain over here, but there's no pants. A lot of shrinkage. It's cold in here, but no pants. It is kind of cold in here. It's nice, right? It's nice, though, yeah. It's good. I prefer the cold. But um, anyway, episode 167, said it like four times. On today's episode, we've got, a couple of, uh, we've got a couple of cool guests coming on today. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to dive into a little musical, another musical guest like we've done in the past. Uh, uh-huh. Just like, oh, yeah, see, it's real. It's real. It's on IG right now. That's it's how you know it's real. Nope. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a while back, we were uh, we had Mellow Man Ace join the show That's right. some months ago. And uh, keeping the music tradition, we got Serengeti, the Chicago-based rapper, is going to join us uh, a little later on in the show. It'll be a lot of fun talking to him. But our boy is back, Eric Henry. We're going to talk a little FIU. You know what I'm saying? We got a little FIU talk. He's uh, right. representing Tampa. We're representing FIU. We got Canes represented game, here. Game week. Game week. Uh, Panthers start their season on Thursday night. It should be a lot of fun. But, at Tulane. Uh, at Tulane. You know, we're going to talk about that. Canes Gain, Gain, played a pretty big game, right, TD? They played, uh, who they they played play? a pretty good game yesterday. Pretty, yeah, they pretty played big a good game. game. We'll talk yeah. about that a little bit. But, yo, let's talk about what everybody wants to know. This is the big news. This is what's been hitting everybody. This is all over social media. Everybody's talking about it. It's been trending, yo. What is it? It's Popeye's chicken sandwiches, Oh, man. my God. Yes. Yep. Dude, okay, first of all, when was the last time you went to Popeye's? 
Uh, you got one down south, months. right? Yeah, there's one right by my house. Uh, it hasn't been that long. It's been probably this summer. But I haven't been to Popeyes in a minute. What about you, TD? Uh, I've been there probably about two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Oh, like okay, all right. I don't recall like this in this. Cause have you seen what's going on, man? Like people, I saw a video of people fighting inside Popeyes, uh, man. If, it's if, so hot right now. Yes. Is if everybody's not familiar, if you've been sleeping underneath the rock, uh. Chick-fil-A and Popeyes are having a battle between their sandwiches. Uh, you have the, it's not a battle if one team is winning. you know. Like but see, the thing about it, it depends what side you're on because you, they may say the Chick-fil-A sandwich is way better than the Popeyes. I don't know. I'm just so, I'm judging by the line of beca- cars I saw. Because you, this is where you, you fail to see. It's like, and it's I don't want to bring yeah. race into this. I want to keep race out of it. No. Okay, but race in, is in it because right. Let me tell you. you see everybody black is talking about Popeye's chicken. Uh-huh. Popeye's, yeah. You see who's is, talk- white people go to Popeye's and they expect spinach. That's yeah. the wrong Popeye, bro. You're, going to, the wrong, you're going to the wrong type of chicken factory. <laughs> For right. one, Popeye's have chicken on the bone. Church, uh, Chick-fil-A has no chicken on the bone. So if you are an African-American that mm-hmm. lives in a very important part of the community that you can say that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you have a Popeyes there. You're not seeing no white people going into that that Popeyes to get no chicken. No, you don't. I mean, so it's a so on that <laughs> side of the fence, you're going to hear African Americans say, "Hey, the Popeyes chicken is way better than, than the Chick Fil A." Now, don't get me wrong; I had a Chick Fil A sandwich, yeah. and it is fire. Okay. I haven't had good. yeah, I haven't had uh, the Popeyes one. So I'm going to be extremely unbiased when I taste it. Oh. I believe the I believe social media has blown it up more yes. than what it really needs to be. Definitely, Probably. definitely. It's it's to the point now where it's absurd. Like I'm going to taste the sandwich and I'm going to be like, eh, you know, like it's just, yeah. there's no way it's going to live to the hype of what I saw. Okay, I grew up. I've been to Chick Fil A a couple of times. Okay. Yeah. I had a chicken sandwich there. Everybody talked about like how crazy chick. This was about a, yeah maybe a year ago. Everybody's like, oh Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A. I'll give it up. The service was nice, man clean place everybody was friendly mm-hmm. like it's like almost like a theme park in there there's people telling you where to park you know there's people telling <laughs> you oh come here through like multiple drive through lanes yeah and uh, I'm like alright it's cool man you know I get it but I wasn't like you know crazy about the sandwich bro like I'm like hey, yeah it's, it's good but it's, it's not good, out of this was, world yeah and I don't like waffle fries so that's kind of doesn't do. help the situation I do like the waffle fries what, at the end of the day what's gonna always be the, t- the telling tale of the restaurants is customer service Chick Fil A has they got the best hands customer down service. Yeah, the best. best customer service. So what they can do is they can have one of their employees go and get one of their sandwiches at Popeyes, and yeah. they can do their own dissection of the chicken yeah. and see what they're missing. What Louisiana and, spice? And then they yeah. can make that same chicken and say, if you really want quality and God flavored chicken, <laughs> come yeah. come I'm to Chick Fil A. Even before this whole Popeyes chicken thing, yeah. I prefer. Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich over Chick Fil A. Wendy's didn't even get involved in this challenge either, right? They didn't. No, they, they didn't. didn't. And they, I think they, they're still worrying about fighting Burger King and McDonald's. They, yeah, they feel yeah. like their battle is a little bit bigger than those. Yeah, two. They're, 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 they're on the burger side. But. I'm gonna give it up to the real MVP, man. Who? The one who's been there night after night for you when you're hungry and you're driving home in the middle of the night, bro. Church, the dollar McChicken sandwich, bro. That thing is uh, that's an MVP. It is MVP. So that's the. 
Dude, that is Mr. Con- that is always there for you, man. Somebody put a meme up and saying that they'll come back to me when they're broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you, that no. dollar chicken, you don't know if you had mayonnaise in that thing? Mm-hmm. I don't like mayonnaise. I don't know what that mystery sauce was, but it was, it was, I, I, it was a little always, sweet. I always tell them to take out the mayonnaise and put mustard. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I never tried. I always I had sweet and sour sauce. Oh, that's good that's too. That's money good. for me, yeah, bro. Well, it, like I, that chicken sandwich was a was a, bro, for a, a life dollar, saver, bro. You can't beat it, bro. It was that's a life saver. But I get yeah, it. Man. I get it. We're comparing two different things here. But um, I had a Chick Fil A sandwich. I grew up next to a Popeyes, man. I the one on Seventeenth and and Twentieth mm-hmm. Street. That's mm-hmm. I I went there as a kid a bunch of times. You know, I grew up in that neighborhood, so I'm wow. familiar with it. Yeah, you know, on Northwest uh, what is it, Northwest Twentieth Street and like mm-hmm. between Seventeenth and Twelfth. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I drove by there the other day mm-hmm. to see. I was like, because I keep bro, every, it's blow, bro, it really is blowing up Twitter. It's blowing up social media. I'm seeing all these memes and this and that. And I'm like, oh, how the sandwich, man? Like, come on, bro. You know, and then I'm thinking, all right, when I go to California, I know that they get nuts about uh, their in and out. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I've seen some long lines over there, but I'm like, yeah. all right, let me see what this is all about. So I'm thinking it's about like, you know, six o'clock, six thirty. I'm like, I'm going to pass by there on the way home. The one, you know, I grew up next to it's right here down the road. So I'm driving there, bro. Yo. No lie. No lie. First off, as I drive by the lobby, I can't see where they're ordering the food. I just, it's just people. So many people. It's like a church service in there. It's just people just standing up and waving their hands up in the air. I'm like, what is, what's going on? And then when I look at the cars, the, the drive through line uh, where they're picking up the food, the guy, the first guy in the line, there's a line that goes back. It goes around the building like normal, right? And this is usually like, that's a long line right there, right? Yeah. No, the line kept going. It goes out onto 20th Street, right? It curves. And then it goes up. I think it's like 15th Ave. And it goes down, no lie, 30 cars at least down 15th Ave. Like, I couldn't see Ooh. the end of it. It was blocks down. And I'm thinking, bro, there's no way that chicken sandwich is that and, good, And bro. the thing about no it is people, way, like, like I said, social media has made this bigger than what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out how else you can make a chicken taste better than what it is a chicken. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what can you do? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like what without yeah. once you crack the once you crack the surface of the seasoning, what else are you getting? You're getting the white meat. Yeah. I, I can tell a story when I was working at Taco Bell in the tenth grade, and All the right. chalupa came out. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was at the time it was crunchy like it was designed to be. Uh-huh. Yep. I had lines because I was working drive through lines like you mentioned yeah. a second ago, going out the drive through. On to 52nd Ave because I worked at the one by Metro Zoo. Uh-huh. Okay, bro, I yeah. was traumatized, <laughs> traumatized. And so those employees at Popeyes, I'm sure, I bet you're like, yo, yeah, hold the horses, guys. This chicken sandwich ain't really that good. They not getting raises for taking all that either. No, no, no like Popeyes, their stock has no. just went up like a hundred trillion times. So they never served chicken sandwiches before. Apparently, this was like a new yeah. This thing. their first thing. They like church's chicken. They only service chicken, and yeah. I don't even think they have any chicken nuggets. To be honest with you, they don't yeah, even have chicken it's nuggets. Just, it's just different styles so. of chicken, I, bro. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, but the hype is real. Dwayne Wade posted it on his IG. Did you see that? Yeah. They Popeyes did a delivery to Dwayne Wade and he's yep. there like mm-hmm. and Gabriel Union's <laughs> like, Oh my god, it's the best sandwich ever. I'm like, bro, this cannot be this good, bro. Like everybody Yo, so apparently. a part of me really wants it and a part of me is just disgusted by this whole thing at the same time. So yeah. I don't know which part's gonna win. I, I do want it, but I'm yeah. not gonna wait in line. I'll just wait till uh, the hype dies down, down and I'll yeah, go. Yeah, let's dude. go die down, man. Yeah, you, you when you when you go on your way home tonight, pass by that one and let us know how bad the line is. They're probably is, gonna be closed <laughs> by the time you get home. Yeah. Yeah, they probably close at 10 yeah. o'clock. That's true. Dude, yeah. but it is like seriously, people are fighting in the lobbies. I've seen the videos of people throwing down, 
inside of Popeyes over a chicken sandwich, man. Dude, like that's just this is what we have come to. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Chicken this society right on now, social man. media. I blame the Russians. <laughs> I blame the Russians. They dude. made it viral. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, so you think if Trump invites one of the teams that won some type of championship, some type of championship, mm-hmm. if he has Popeye chickens there, do you think people will come and eat it in? Bro, I don't even think Trump has that kind of pull to get six hundred Popeye's sandwiches, bro. <laughs> like, I don't even think he has it, bro. Like, that's just, I'm telling you, man. It's, this shit is crazy. It is fucking nuts. People are fighting each other. There's incredible lines at all times of the day. Uh, oh. I saw that they had police presence at the Popeyes in Pembroke Pines. Just in case crazy. somebody walked out and get raw for their sandwich. They had yeah, police yeah, out true. there escorting and making sure that nobody caused a ruckus. It's like the iPhone. One I saw um, yes, one, of, one of the guys. I remember yeah. when that shit came out. That was yeah. bananas too. I saw one of the guys from Migos. I think it was Quavo. Uh-huh. He, he was he bought a bunch of them and he was sending them for a thousand dollars. And somebody was dumb enough to party bomb too. I saw I, sure. I saw a guy for a lot less. He was posting it. He was posting up a picture. He had like six or seven of them. He's like, "Yo, yeah. fifty dollars a pop. Hit me up. They're fresh." And I'm like, <laughs> "That's Damn. crazy, bro. That's oh, but, so stupid." But think man. about it. If you're that thirty-something car in the line, and I just got like six of them, and I drove to the back, and I said, "Yo, bro, ten bucks a pop. Come on, sell you a couple right now. You know, make but, twenty bucks, dude. Right there, get uh, out of the line." For one, it's not a limited time only sandwich. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be there. It's gonna so be it's there, like yeah. you so? be the fool to buy a chicken for fifty dollars, <laughs> and you can wait three weeks or a month and say, you know what, bro, I'm gonna save my fifty and come back and buy for two dollars. Come on, man. You yeah, know, people that's stupid. I don't know, man. You know what? You mentioned the chalupa, and I'm thinking that's another MVP. That is but they, another, they, that's another it went, it's MVP. not as it's not as chalupi as as it used to be. No, it's no, not it, crunchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm they, mad. They got rid of the Baja sauce, which was the best fucking thing. Santa Fe was sauce there. was the best, bro. Santa Fe was solid too. Yeah. Santa Fe and Baja were best. Yeah, they were good, and those are the two that they dropped. But why did like the chalupa? When you order it there, it's not a chalupa. They need to take it off the menu. Yeah, it's, it's a gordita. Now. It's a gordita. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but they say chalupa. Yeah, bro. Probably because the name recognition. That's what. But they need to. That's they need to stop. People. Somebody need. We need Gordita's to do a petition. Uh, we need to do a petition to Taco Bell and say, offensive. "Make the chalupa great again," <laughs> because the chalupa's not great anymore, bro. It's soggy. It's wet. It's like uh, is whatever frying utensils they're using to use uh, make it yeah. fried. It's not frying it. I think. Yeah. I think it's the name though. I think it's. Yeah, it's the name. That's the only reason. It's, That's why it's they offensive it. to a lot of people. Chalupa? No, gordita. No, gordita. That's why they don't call it gordita. Gordita anymore. means fat girl. Yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Are you, you serious? That? I promise you, bro. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I learned something new. I just there thought it go. was the name of the bread. No, no, gordita <laughs> means gordita like, bread. Gordito gordita means is, is is a little fat guy. So what's the chalupa then? Is it? Is it chalupa is nothing. Chalupa is, is is that? Is just chalupa chalupa a, fat, a fat girl oh. burnt <laughs> chalupa? I, hey, bro, this this shit's getting real, man. But if um, Gus, if you get your hands on one, let me know, bro. And then bring me one. A no gordita? Yeah. <laughs> You'll definitely get one of them on South Beach. There you go, bro. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, bro, this shit's got everybody fighting, bro. Just like uh, just like this Saturday night, man. Everybody was fighting. We had a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, household rivalries down here in South Florida. You got the... You know, you got a lot of uh, alumni that went to UF. You got others that went to University of Miami. And for the first time since 2013, you finally got to see both teams play against each other. And first off, first off, before we get to dive, jump into any uh, analysis on the game or anything like that, did the game live up to the hype? Was it good? You enjoyed it? Uh, overall, just overall, was it? Was it the, the, it last, the last two quarters, yeah. 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 Gus, yeah. what about you? 
it did live up to the hype. That was yeah. a good game. Even though I'm, I'm not happy with the outcome, yeah. it was still a good game. But you predicted Florida to win, though. I did. Yeah. But I, yeah. but I didn't predict it to, to be that close. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a good game. Sloppy, but good game. It was fun. Like, if I, was, if I wasn't a fan of any of the two teams and I was just watching it to see a good game, I'd be like, hey, that was, that was fun. I'm down. That was yeah, good. I mentioned last week it's going to be sloppy. Yeah. I said the first, the first half it's always sloppy, yeah. is always sloppy because both teams are brand new. They're yeah. trying to figure out what kind of offense and defense they have. Uh, but th- it was a great – it was a great – I'm going to say great. It was a good game. Yeah. What, week one, both teams just wish we pulled, off, pulled the win off. Uh, but, you know, Florida – Florida has Florida has an uphill battle when it comes to that division yeah, in their conference. Yeah. yeah. So they're, like they 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 have a, a seasoned quarterback mm-hmm. with Felipe Felipe Franks yeah. and they still he still had issues with throwing interceptions. Okay. So uh Williams looked it well. He looked yeah, yeah. really we'll, we'll good. We'll dive into positions yeah. here. So, we'll dive into positions. But to answer your question a second ago, it, it, it lived up to the hype. Uh-huh. It lived up to the hype. I enjoyed it. I, I, I was very satisfied with the game, not satisfied with the outcome, yeah. but I was satisfied that the Canes, it wasn't like last season where they, you know, yeah. they got smoked. smanked and embarrassed. And, smoked. I mean, they had, they had the lead late in the fourth. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, now, no. let's, let's, let's talk about the, the, the main story going into it. You know, you had a quarterback. They had a quarterback battle going in through uh, all of, um, you know, spring. Mm-hmm. They went with Jaron Williams uh-huh. over Tate Martell, over Nicosi Perry. You saw Tate Martell played some slot receiver, too, which Gadget I thought was stuff. good. Yep. I like that Nicosi Perry was uh, very receptive of, like, you could tell that they were boys, him and, and Jaron Williams. Yeah. Picture, you know, yeah. he was, like, you know, giving Cheering a props or anything. Yeah. I like that. There was, it's like, yo, like, the, the best man won, and they're cool with it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, I like that. Now, how do you feel though overall on Jer- cause on Jaron Williams' performance? Because I've I've seen some people out there bashing it, saying this I think guy's those people trash. Are crazy, man. Those people don't know football. They, they crazy. They, they yeah. Don't don't even give them credit right now. They don't know football because they didn't realize the offensive line was getting pushed around. Yeah. yeah. He he had to he had to manipulate the pocket to get the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. Jared, that's the one thing they said about him in camp. He knew how to move the pocket when pressure was coming and, and get and the he, ball out. And he did make his freshman mistakes. Which, yeah. But that's that was to be expected. Yeah. But he he played better than expectations, in yeah. my opinion. The only the only thing you can say about him is that sometimes he held the ball a little too long. Yeah. Which that's normal for someone in his position for a freshman yeah. starting their first ever game against an SEC school yeah. of that caliber at a big game. You know. Whatever. But he had a good arm. Yeah, he threw the ball. He had he had yeah. good throwing touches. Like yeah, he did. yeah, man. He they you made the right choice at the quarterback a quarterback position. They did. I think uh, this is my opinion from what I gather when I when when I went to cover um, Kane's media day. Yeah, and just by reading you know transcripts that they've sent us from their practices and stuff like that, um, I think the quarterback battle was way too close for them to to call for for uh, for them to just pick a, a what they called a. a, a Clear cut winner. Yeah, yeah. So th- I think they just went with the guy that has the most upside, the yep. guy that has the most eligibility left. Yep. Which, which, uh, which was Jaron Williams. Yeah. Uh, and and he also, think, but I, he also I, showed I, I he he also showed that he was the better quarterback. Yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. it was like I don't think they just went by. You might feel that way. I don't think it was just like oh, this guy's the most eligibility, and then there's no clear cut winner. I think Jaron Williams was actually just a the better, better quarterback. quarterback yeah. You know, we saw Nikosi Perry last season. Yeah. 
Tate Martell went to Ohio State, couldn't win the job. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we've seen guys. Well, and he, we've seen. I don't think he battled for the job. At Tate well, Martell. He, he the, just he, the the, the point guy is from Georgia went there and he yeah. and he the point is he didn't want to stick around and yeah. battle or yeah. he didn't get it. You know what I mean? But the. I thought Jaron Williams went, and this look. I'm reading some of these comments here. Like uh, somebody I know wrote, "Please start Perry next game." And Manny Diaz needs to get his shit together, and his coaching staff is lost. I'm like, bro, like what game did you watch? That person man? is mad because we lost. Yeah, like if we would have won, they would have they they would have been a whole different spin. Yeah, man, it's 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 really it's it's disturbing to see some of these comments. But anyway, I'm with you. I'm with you. I thought Jaron Williams. If I to- I don't have his stat line here. Let me. I- I have to pull it up. Uh, I think it was uh, 19 for 25, 170. So he had 200 and something yards and one touchdown. And one touchdown. Yeah. I, I, he had a solid. If I told you that stat line, no turnovers, and the defense would get four turnovers. We won. Oh, this is game, bro. Yeah. We won. You know? Yeah. But the big issue, and there's there's two big issues. Uh, to me, I thought the offensive line just. Got pushed around. They got pushed around. They got bullied, bro. Yeah. Bully, 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 bully. Yeah. yeah. Second. And it, and it, and it kind of goes hand in hand with um with that. But we got those four turnovers. We got three points from those four turnovers, bro. Yeah. That's yeah. any time that you win the turnover battle by that big a margin and you don't win a game, that's tough, bro. We that's got hit really, on really tough. special teams, too. You can't forget that. That's yeah. a key component when it comes to a football. Fans and, and sports talks radio like to ignore that element of the game, but yeah, they take away they take a, I know you don't. You take <laughs> away that you take away that surprise punt, and right after that they threw that deep touchdown. That the yeah. the score be different. Now that's all about hindsight, yeah. but special were, teams yeah. kept them in the game and they won the game best off that based off that special teams play. Jaron exactly. Williams, that drive that he had to close out the first half, where he threw the touchdown and he took the team down the field. That's what what I think we're gonna see more of than anything else that you saw on the, on on Saturday. Yeah, that's the kind of guy. That's the kind of play that we're gonna and it's gonna take familiarity. It's gonna take repetition, more experience. Secondly. That, bro, you got to give it up to the Gators on one thing. That defense was money, bro. Mm -hmm. That defense, that's the best. That was equally as good a defense as what we had. You know what I mean? With no turnovers. Yeah, Yeah. but with no turnovers. But they had, what, 10 sacks? Yeah, they sent a lot of pressure, that's why. We had one sack, too. Yeah. We weren't, I mean, we had the turnovers, but we weren't putting the pressure on Felipe Franks the way we would like to. You know, we were putting it on, but not the way we would like to. I don't think that we're going to play another defense that's that good up until if we make it to the conference championship and we play Clemson, that's the next time that we'll play something, which to me makes me think, all right, that gives us like 10, 11 games for us to get better. Yeah. You know, gel, find our niche, find our clicks, you know, and really start making moves and really start, you know, uh, getting more cohesive as a unit. And I'm excited. I thought considering the circumstances, if that's the best defense that we're going to play, yeah, we got sacked 10 times, but we still almost won the game. Our defense is obviously just at the same level as it was last season. You know, we can count on them to come through. Like, it was scary there for a minute. I'm not going to lie. It was 7, I think it was 7-3, to three, and they were about to score on us again when we got that first turnover, you know, and I was like, oh, sh-. like, uh, you know, I was like thinking, like, this is the time, this is the time, you know, and bam, fumble. Here we go. Take take advantage of it, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm, I'm happy with what I saw on defense. I'm optimistic about what I saw on offense, and overall, I'm not upset, man, like, no, well, we, we we almost had it, bro. One thing I'm yeah. concerned about, all right, for one, this is the first game of the year. Yeah. So we're, you're, both teams are trying to figure out what kind of team they have. Two, the one thing uh, that I'm uh, – not one thing. What I am concerned about when it comes to Miami is later in the season when we play away and we either have something to w- play for or we don't have something to play for. Because I said that when I was watching the game, 
I'm noticing we we are folding under pressure a lot. And the old Miami teams, we necessarily didn't do that. The missed field goal, when it's mm-hmm. right there, the, the, the punter uh, kept it right. But yeah. he made a field goal uh, earlier in the game where the the coach blew the whistle and he made it and then made it again when the pressure was not really there at the particular moment. Yeah. So those things down the road when we are – seven and one and we are in contention to play for the ACC championship and we playing a two and seven Duke you know saying like what team are we going to get and that's what I'm a little bit concerned about uh it's a lot that we learned about our Canes this week going into next week we're going to be optimistic we're going to say all the positive things I'm trying to figure out what they're going to do about the the mental errors the 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 four turnovers and they're not capitalizing on that. What scheme they're going to do? What what situations that they're going to have in the game plan to make sure when we get three turnovers we capitalize on those type of oh those type of events because that can yeah. the, the game can easily been turned and those turnovers if we get either a field goal or a touchdown we win the game. Yeah, I mean those three major um, turning points in the game where Miami could have solidified a win for themselves. It was that that missed field goal. Yep. That um that well the, those two, two fourth drops. and ones those yep. two fourth, fourth and, and ones, ones that the Gators converted yep yep and then there was that um that I forgot the 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 guy's name that dropped that punt uh huh oh Jeff they, Thomas yeah Jeff Thomas yeah that oh, was that Keith. was Jeff yeah, Thomas yeah that okay. was him yep look at that man that, e- either one of those goes the Kane's ways and and maybe the, we're we're talking about a victory yeah, today yeah but again also man it was it was like fourth and thirty and we got lucky with the pass interference. Then it was another, like, at the end there, the, they were just calling pass interference on everything. And we, we, Keeping us in the game. Yeah, it yeah. kept us in the game. But it like, was pass interference. Yes. But it yes. was. No, yes, it was. You know? But some of it, though. like, Well, we, we can't depend on that, Exactly. Though. We can't like, depend it on It wasn't because, you know. We, that's true. That, and that's the thing. Like, I don't want to be there, like, hoping for them to fuck up when I want us to just, you know. Capitalize. Capitalize. Beat and we, we didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought they're a little shaky. And, and yeah, man, that O-line just got Bullied, bro. But, hey, man, you know, uh, was it a four-point loss against, uh, you know, number eight team? To open I don't – see, I hate when people – like, I hate I'm not that. trying to find no, a moral victory. Won. I'm not trying to find the moral victory. Uh. I'm just looking at it like, bro, I'm not yeah. as upset. Optimistic looking for I'm it. optimistic for the future. I'm upset yeah. about the loss. I said that a second ago. I'm optimistic yeah. too. Yeah. I, just want us, I just want us to not fold when we're under pressure, and I want us to capitalize on the turnovers when we get them. So if, uh, if the Canes win the Coastal – and they make it to the ACC championship again, mm-hmm. they'll more than likely play Clemson. Mm-hmm. Do you think they will get mollywopped like they did last time they played Clemson? I don't think so, man. I think See, I, I don't want – I can't – you're asking me or you're asking Edwin. I'm sorry. I'm go, both you go, you go. Both okay. I don't know because I don't know, I don't know what Clemson is going to bring to the table this year. It's easy to say that they're the undisputed champion going into the season. Yeah, based on the based past, on yeah. what they did, and obviously the past two years or how they performed. It was the first time in their in their school history yeah. that they're but a lot one a going lot can happen between now and the ACC championship. We can build confidence. Our quarterback play can be go go from mediocre to outstanding. The receiving core can get much better. The defense can even turn it up even more. Yeah, and we we start intimidating people like we used to before the game even started. Yeah. We had that yeah. effect. Now we don't have that effect anymore, bro. Well, I thought I thought going into this game, there was so much good hype, bro. Yo, like Michael Irvin had me running through walls talking yeah. about ripping out the hearts Heart, and yeah. oh, bro, like I and 
my new favorite thing is watching that video of Jimmy Johnson walking up to Ball and Chain. Oh, yeah. That's a mood, bro. That's like <laughs> legit a mood from yep. now on, bro. If I tell you I'm Jimmy Johnson walking, you know exactly what's up. That little goose yep. step that he was doing walking into Ball and Chain, like that was the best shit, man. And I like that. was great. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, uh, you, you had Jimmy Johnson talking to the team. You had Masvidal talk to the team. Mm-hmm. You had a, There was a lot of excitement. I thought that that confidence and that swag was there, you know. It's just, it, it, hey, bro. Promise to the Gators for not fucking it up. That's all I'm going to say. For yeah. not fucking it up. Not for winning it. For not fucking it up. Because we could have taken it. We didn't take it. But you know what? Looking at the rest of the schedule here. Uh, September 7th is our next game up in North Carolina. We're going to take on UNC. But then check this out. We got one, two, three, four, five straight home games. Yeah. All right. And, and, and I could argue that the, aside from the Gators, the toughest games in the ACC that the Hurricanes are playing, the Gators are not ACC, but the toughest games in ACC that the Hurricanes play mm-hmm. are at home. Yeah. Against the toughest opponents. Well, yeah, yeah. You're looking at Virginia, Georgia Tech. Uh, Virgi- yeah, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Georgia Tech all at home. Uh, we got Bethune-Cookman next, Central Michigan, and then we go into that Virginia, Virginia, Georgia game. Yeah. Then we go on the road at Pittsburgh, at Florida State, then home against Louisville. Louisville. And uh, then we finish off with the home game, essentially, uh, with FIU. The Panthers. The Panthers. Yep. And then we actually finish the season back in North Carolina against Duke. So, I looking at it, feel good. I feel good about what's to come. But, again, oh, and the other thing, bro. Yo, let's give it up to Manny Diaz, bro. The guy, first first game as, as coach. First game as coach, you know? First yeah. game. And he, he had those guys pumped up. He had them ready. Again, we're just – that O-line, bro, like you're so, going up against the top of the Mar- Mark, Rick, Mark Rick had him pumped up. Nah, I don't want to give – I don't want – look, I like Manny Diaz. I'm not trying to give – I'm not trying to give out these little moral victories, bro. Yeah. I don't want to do that. We've been doing that the past four years with these moral victories, man. Oh, let me pass out my participation trophy, like, bro. Like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. We're Oh, give it up to Manny Diaz for wearing the Yeezys on the field, you know. Like, get out of here, bro. <laughs> All right, like, fine. You know, no, was he wearing, was he wearing Yeezys? Yeah, he was yeah. wearing Yeezys. Let's yeah, yeah, give it yeah. up for Manny Diaz for giving Jimmy Johnson's out there on it. Like, no. <laughs> All right. Let's give it up to Manny Diaz when we pull out a victory when it's time to win. Let's give it to Manny Diaz when he takes us to the ACC championship and win. Like, we, th- th- no. All right. I know, bro. Like, I like Manny. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a hell of a coach. I think he, the kids are buying into him. Uh-huh. But we can't be giving out more victories anymore. Manny, I think, will back me up on this. All right. Because he'll say, what did I do? Yeah. I ain't do shit. All right. All so, right. Not that big. Yeah. Like, that start prepping these guys to start kicking ass and taking names later. Right. Seriously, though. Yeah, play the U. Play the U. Let's get it. Let's get it. Get me motivated again. No, no, no. Just all right. I feel you. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I'm being, I'm being a millennial. I'm, you know, getting up. <laughs> I'm being, you know, I'm handing out participation trophies and good job, moral victories. You're yeah. right. We're 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 better than that. We're not. Thank you. That's a five-time championship. You know, uh, five-time national champion, university and football program. And yeah, we shouldn't be doing that. There are expectations, and you're probably right. Manny Diaz would not like what I'm saying, but we're gl- we're glorifying yeah. the, the turnover chain. We're glorifying this new. Ring, uh, hand ring. Thing. Ah, yes. I wanted to talk about the touchdown four finger ring. Yeah. Okay, let's separate our, our feelings on on everything else. Okay, but let's just focus on the jewelry right now. Okay, you got the first turnover chain, just the U. Then last season they had Sebastian. This season yeah. three hundred five with the U on top. How do you feel about this new chain? I like I like the original. 
You like the original? Just the original. The U? Of course, but this this year's is nice, man. The you three can't o- deny it. Okay, but this. Nice. I like the identity of three o five, yo. Like, yeah, that's bro. like that's just Miami as fuck. Our, you know, our yeah. area code has weight. No point intended because that thing had weight on it. But you, we have seven eight six two. We have nine five four. You know what I'm saying? Like this. Let's get away from. The yeah, U? but the school is in 305. The, the, you know, and yeah, that's what but, you're playing for. You're yeah, representing you're, the school. Yeah, you're representing you represent Dade County. Yeah. Okay, we should put Dade on the chain and Dade no, U. We're not, but it's not University of Dade County. It's University of Miami. But we Miami are. No, the thing about it, we are University of Dade County because everybody from Dade County well, wants to come to University well, of Miami. That's fine, but the name is University of Miami. Okay, yeah. then. But the thing about I like the chain. Let yeah. me get to the point. I like it. Yeah. If you had to rank it, the first one was the best. Okay. This yeah. the la- this last one is the second one, and I didn't like the Sebastian one at all. Yeah, the Sebastian one was kind of cheesy. That was a little, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the rings? How you feel about the rings? I, bro? I, 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 like, I like it. it. I like it. I like that one. Okay. I like it. I think I like it more once we start scoring more and we start seeing it more. But let's be real. Let's be real. Okay. Yeah. If let's say Florida State busted out some Seminole rings and they scored a touchdown, it's we'd be cl- no, 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 not with without us ever doing it. If okay. they were the ones that did it. Do you think we'd be clowning them, or we'd be like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Uh, Theirs wouldn't have looked as nice as ours. Uh, see, think about it. How? What, what would you put? You would put Florida. We have uh, hurricanes. Let's just say they came out with touchdown rings, and it was a fucking spear or something that connects. Whatever the case is. Okay. But if they came out with the rings for touchdowns, I, to would give, we be to clowning give them it? credit, I would think it, if it was a spear, okay, it'd be dope. If they would have done that before the the turnover book bag, yeah. <laughs> then then yes, but yes, they, they, that, that turnover book bag just. Fucked it was up horrible, everything man. they could possibly they can, do. They can't yeah. never recover from that. They, yeah, they okay. can't. Who in the media department, like the the I marketing department? <laughs> I don't like, know. Like that man. was hard, hard. Even the players didn't want to wear it. Well, like, nope. Sponsored by Jansport or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. East Pack, bro. East Pack, dog. That was horrible. Were you a Jansport kid or East Pack? Yeah, Jansport. I was, Jan, I was Jansport. Yeah, bro. Jansport was the. I like, stole. That was I, just, I was a piece of shit. I stole one when I was a kid. Oh yeah. I stole another kid's Jansport. That's a one. I still have mine. It was that dark blue too. Really. Wait, you have the, so wait, yours is the one you stole? Was a dark blue one with a little leather bottom? Yeah, it yeah, was. Bro, those are the shit. Did you I used am. to write like on the leather bottom, like 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 your like do some artwork or something? That's what nah, we used I didn't to do. That. I wanted to keep mine fresh. Yeah, me too. Yeah? I, didn't, I never wrote them. Yeah, I never wrote them. Nah, that was the thing. In middle school, you had. I'm going back tempted. to middle school. Everybody who had a Jansport, like that leather bottom, that was all drawn up with something. You know, yeah. if you were like a graffiti guy, you had like some cool little tag. If you were a fan of something, you'd put it on there. You know, like or you'd have somebody write your name real cool. You know, that's how you branded it to be yours. You know, what I'm saying? that, that was tough. How much he was going for? Jansport's like twenty, twenty-five bucks. Yeah, back in the day. as a high school, I mean, as a middle school kid, you didn't have twenty dollars. Hell no, dude. Like, yeah. yo, man, I had to beg, bro. And you know, my first Jansport, my parents bought me the wrong color, so then I had to like make it look cool. You got jumped by the other gang. What color uh, was yours? Like the black like, or something? Purple, bro. Purple, cool. Now like, that'd be cool. Yeah, but now back I'd be then, rocking, but yeah. back then I was like, yeah. I wasn't really feeling that purple. But then I was like, all right, whatever, man. Like, I owned it and I made it mine, you know what I'm saying? But that was like, I remember, like, being really excited to finally get that Jansport. Like, yeah, finally cool, be cool you know? Like, that yep. was a status symbol back in the day. And you purposely, like, wore, like, hanging on one side to, like, make sure everybody sees it. Because yep. you had it on your book, book. like, if you wore it like this, yep. they, they had to be behind you. And yeah. you're like, oh, who, what you have? So I used to wear mine on one shoulder and hang it. So they could see like the jam sport on the side. Uh, yeah, dude. I was telling you, we were so though. simple back then, bro. Yeah, bro. I know, man. Status symbol, man. We were definitely into it. But I don't know. I think if the if the, going back to the rings, if they were on another school, I kind of have a feeling that we'd be clowning them. Yeah, because just think about it. Nobody think, was doing this. I mean, 
excessive celebration on the sideline yeah. with material like props. No, yeah, we were before the us. We was the first. Yeah, yeah. we were yeah. the first ones. So, so but now all these teams are doing it. They're going to go back into the history books and say who was the first original team. Obviously, they're going to say the University of Miami. But yeah. like, how good were they? Like, they sucked. But they had the best. <laughs> they had the best like swag when it comes to college football. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm. They're growing on me, and I think the more we score, the more we see it, the more like I like it. Yeah. But I hadn't thought of it that way, and I, I, somebody pointed out to me. They're like, "Yo, if that was if that was another school, you guys would be clowning the shit out of it." And I'm like, "It's going to be exhausting, probably, because we'd be comparing it to the turnover chain. Exactly, Who's paying exactly. for this though? Who's paying for that chain, bro? You don't ask about who pays for anything at university. We're violating so many <laughs> NCAA rules right now, yeah, man. Well, no, because none Nevin of the players Shapiro? keep it. Never Shapiro still but, out there. But bro? who? But the thing about this, all right, let's be serious. This can be exhausting each year to try to figure out what we can do to make us seem important when it comes to turnover yeah. chain. Yeah, like let's stick to one thing. Keep it right, and bro. keep it that way. Yeah, and then the at the end of the high. season, at the end of the season, we have like a a, a, a glass see through thing. We hang it up in there, and when the recruits come in, they see that, and that's their motivation to go and like put that on their neck or put that on their mm-hmm. hands. Boy, I got an idea. Why don't they just make the turnover chain, but it like that has the year on it? So let's just say it's the U, right? And then underneath it, it just says 2018 or 20. Uh, what year? 2019. Doing too much. You think no, so? Just no, but then that. then it goes to your theory. So after that season, you hang up the 2019 turnover chain. The next season, you know what it's going to be. It's the same you, but with 2020. And then you 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 showcase it like 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 trophies. Like this was the turnover chain. Who got the most turnover chains? And you make a little All right. special okay. person. I, I, there and then that. then at the end of the year, let's say a senior gets it. Like who's going to the NFL? Who's going to college? Uh-huh. And yeah, he gets like that. Chain. Yeah. yeah, but I like I can deal with that. That's I think, I think hey, it's something like that. You taking know that saying? shirt off is telling you, bro. Woken up some brain cells. Those are my nipples. Uh, the nippleitis. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I thought I thought it was cool. I like the turnover chain. I enjoyed the game. I want to see what happens next. Yep. Um, I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's uh it's gonna, it's be, gonna a be a fun time. season. Yeah, it's gonna be a good season. Now uh, even across town. Huh? Even across town. Even across town, and that's I think it's time to uh, bring in our buddy here. Let's, let's talk to Eric. Let's let's talk a little. Let's give our Panthers some love. You know we are Panther alumni. Yep. So let's uh let's talk a little FIU football. Maybe some croquetas. Maybe we'll talk a little. <laughs> Little little music and uh, and we'll go from there and let's bring on Eric Henry to talk some FIU. All right, all right, Lemonheads and FIU Panthers fans. <laughs> we got I don't know what that was, but two cats. <laughs> <laughs> but we got Eric Henry on the line. What's up, Eric? What's going on, fellas? It's been a minute, man. I'm uh I'm glad I can come in and through and uh kick it with Lemon City Live, man. It's been a busy day, man. I've been doing uh doing a couple podcasts i'm doing five six after you guys so this is my moment to kind of let my hair down you know take the suit and tie off you know throw on some dickies and jays and just kick it with the homies man so it's all good last time i saw you you didn't have any hair i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> get them off you eric <laughs> look man look all right i'm securing myself that i know i had to come on home before the age of 30 all right i only made it to 26 and uh you know Trying to, I was definitely pulling that LeBron, trying to get that low one fade, and I was like, you know what, man, I'm just gonna say this money. Trying to hold on, bro. I don't blame you. <laughs> it's all good, man. I can't it's relate, good. bro. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Happens to the best of us, bro. So, of course. Yeah, man. All right, so let's just get right into it, bro. FIU starts their season this week. They're heading out to Tulane. And yeah, you're, tomorrow. No, Thursday, right? Thursday, yeah. yeah. Well, when you hear the show, it is tomorrow. So. Yeah. So uh, you're heading out there, right, Eric? Correct. Ooh. All right, all right. So 
tell me what can we expect from uh, from this? This is probably the their their most difficult game outside of the Canes. Am I right? Yeah, I mean it's a toss up. It's a toss up between Tulane, Marshall, and Louisiana Tech. Uh, obviously, the Canes, talent wise, you know, are really the the a notch above those three teams. But yeah, I mean it, it's going to be their second toughest game, more or less. All right. Okay. So. All right, so you've been following the team in the offseason. You've been at practices. You've talked to coach. You've talked to players. You haven't talked to us, so tell us. What, uh, what's, your, what's your outlook right now, man? Like, realistic, uh, realistic outlook here. What do you think? Is this uh, a better team than last season? Let's just start there. You think this is a better squad on paper than last season? Look, man, don't start that pessimistic <laughs> FIU alum backpedaling. You're talking about realistic. Realistic is a 10-win season. That's, that's just a fact. When you talk about, When you talk about what this team has on paper. James Morgan in his second year in the offense, you know, I can let guys like Tanar can speak to this, but Morgan only has 17 practices coming into last year. So he didn't even have an entire offseason to learn the system. He didn't really start progressing, as you guys know, until the middle Tennessee State and Western Kentucky games. Yep. So now he has an entire offseason underneath his belt to really go out and do his thing. Uh-huh. Guys like Stanley Thomas Oliver, that was his first year playing cornerback. A bunch of the young guys, like the Dames brothers, are a year, a year older. Mm-hmm. Anthony Jones is fully healthy. So I don't see any reason. And you look at the schedule, I don't see any reason why this team shouldn't win 10, if not 11 games. Okay, so, so playoffs, FCF playoffs, right? That's what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> FCF playoffs, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know about all that. I think, uh, I think the team up in Orlando has a better shot at making the playoffs than uh, FIU. But uh, oh, uh, well, it's, it's soon enough. Soon enough. You, you got the right to be optimistic about this season because you watch them play spring and you see the reps they got in, in the end of the season last year. So it's important to be optimistic about the season because everybody's 0-0 except Miami and Florida and the teams that, are, that played uh, the past week when they came to college football. But you said you wanted to run by something uh, with me uh, when we were off the air. Uh, what was the question you had to ask me, brother? Sure, sure. So this is the thing I really want a player perspective on, right? Because I had asked Coach Davis, the one deficiency for FIU last year was the run defense. They finished 13th out of 14th teams. And, you know, the guys can, can attest to this. It wasn't like they were giving up 100, 125 yards when it was bad. They, were, they gave up almost 500 yards of rushing offense to FAU. I mean, that's abysmal. Mm-hmm. So the question I have for you is this. When I asked the guys what needs to change, whether that's the coaching staff or the players, the thing that was repeated to me was technique and fundamentals, right? Now, when you hear that on the surface, it sounds like coach speak. But when I followed up and asked the guys, they said this. Guys like T.R. Tart, uh, who's a defensive tackle and Noah Curse, a defensive end, said that two things. One, guys weren't lining up in the right gaps, mm-hmm. and that was causing a lot, of the, a lot of the huge open holes for the running backs. But the second thing I thought that was really interesting, and I want your opinion on this, is T.R. said that making the jump from high school to JUCO – Mm-hmm. was easy because he's relied on his athleticism to make plays. Mm-hmm. He, he couldn't exactly do that when he made the jump from Juco to FBS. Mm-hmm. He had to learn that it wasn't necessarily always on him to make the tackle. Mm-hmm. Part of him, part of him, his progression was playing the scheme mm-hmm. so that maybe he can funnel that to a defensive end or funnel that to a Sage Lewis and realize, hey, it's not always my job to make the tackle. Part, mm-hmm. of, part of playing defense and defensive line is to play assignment football and i just want to bounce that off you having that player respect you hit it right on the head because when it comes to the major league i mean the major college football teams the power five hundreds or the power five i said power five hundreds uh everybody (laughs) has their own assignment to do and it's assignment football when you come from college i mean when you come from high school to juco high school you could just dominate by yourself and you could just power over the the lower level uh skill players when you're playing d-line and going to the office alignment 
when you go to a JUCO, it's some of the same. It just depends what uh, division you're playing in when it comes to the, the JUCO. Now, when you go to FS, when you go to, to the FIU or you go to these other universities at the Conference USA, uh, it's assignment football. So if you don't play in your gap as a D tackle or a DN, you lose the edge and the guy gets outside, then you're dependent on the linebacker to make the play and he misses assignment and then the cornerback can't make the play, then it's a 90-yard, 80-yard game or touchdown. Same thing when it comes to the cornerback position. You know, you're so used to uh, playing your assignment, so you're told to play inside leverage, but you want to play outside. And the guy runs a slant and he goes with 60 yards for a touchdown. You didn't do your job because it may be a zero, zero coverage and, you know, you have no help in the middle. So what that player said is 100% right. Now, also what Coach Davis said is fundamentals and techniques. That's also important, too, because when it just comes to being just an athlete, you just can't rely on what your strengths are, being strong and being fast. You know, your technique is very important because you got to use your hands, you got to use your feet, you got to use your hips, and those are very important components when it comes to being in a major university or a major college. And obviously when you go to the NFL level, those things are extremely important because everybody's strong, everybody's fast, everybody's big. So, you know, it's a lot of elements that are involved when it comes to uh, when it comes to the college football, and especially when you're playing in major college football teams. So, Coach Davis is right, and also the players are right. So it's 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 not it's not that simple to pinpoint one thing. And also, when you're playing teams like Tulane, you're playing teams like Miami. Uh, they are fundamentally sound, but they may be faster and stronger than you. You have to do everything perfect, and I'm talking about FIU. So, fellas, yeah, I'm glad I had Tanar have a chance to explain that because I would get a lot of people on Twitter asking, why isn't this guy – he was a four-star recruit coming to FIU, Taylor Humphrey, four-star recruit, such-and-such mm-hmm. such, four-star recruit. Why isn't it working out? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I had Tanar maybe kind of break that down in a way that people can understand. Yeah, because he also played to his level, too. When he was at a JUCO, he played to his level. You know, he played to the level of the, whatever competition it is. So when he went to FIU, he played against teams that may have a D tackle. I'm sorry, offensive lineman that is bigger than him. He has to rely on the scheme. He has to rely on the technique. It's not just about because I'm bigger than you or I'm not. I, I'm not bigger than you now, so I can't just power you over. I just have to do my job, stay inside. Hopefully, the linebacker scrapes off me and makes the tackle. So you know, it's it's so many levels when it comes to college football. And the teams that always go to the national championship or make the college football playoffs are the teams that do everything right. And if a Coach Davis want to put himself in a position to put FIU in a position to be at a, a college football uh, playoff, he has to do everything right. And the coaching staff have to do everything right. And the players have to do everything right. Football talk. Man, you know, yeah, man. That was I am also glad that Tenard is here because if you would have asked me about playing in the gap, I would have said a pervy joke. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Damn. I mean, I got from I got I got I got a lot out of that. I got a lot out of that. That was uh, thanks, TD. Was, no problem, guys. No problem. That's why I'm here. There. All right. So um, <laughs> that was like that was like TED Talk material, bro. That was yeah. great. You guys are intense there, man. That was that was really good. Yeah, you know, it's that, I, I I know we took that to nerdy football talk, man. So, that, but that's the stuff I had to get on the record. So I apologize about that, fellas. <laughs> yeah, nah, no, don't no, apologize. We, or you needed no, we you like needed it, that man. advice. You needed got, to know. So I'm glad I was here to be able to give it to you, brother. We got some sponers over here, bro. Yeah, bro. Sports boners. Yeah. <laughs> TD's, face, TD's face was all lit up talking about you know, oh, yeah. defensive yeah, assignments. Not because gaps. I want I want FIU oh, to have a good season. Yeah. You know, this is gonna be Coach Davis' third year. Third yep. year. Yeah. So this is really. 
going to show what he's been working on. This is when your your recruits are starting to show up and starting to play. And he has his coaching style. So is this going to be a 10-0 a season? Are we going to go 8-2? and two? Or are we going to take it all away and make FIU a respectable university and also competing with the recruiting to right. snatch those players from FAU, mm-hmm. University of Miami, yeah. UF? Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Now, uh, Eric, actually, I want to ask you, since you're the big, you know, you uh, UCF guy, you're big, uh, you're big on your squad over there. He's a knight. You're a <laughs> <laughs> knight. <laughs> what, yeah, hit uh, me with the question, man. I hear the punchline coming. What's up? No, no, who's uh, <laughs> what do you think is going to, like, how, how are you feeling about your team in comparison to FIU? I, do, you, do you see the gap closing a little bit, or do you still feel like you guys are, you know, uh, a, little, a little leading the pack there, per se? Well, first thing I got to correct you. Remember, I'm a, I'm a journalist with a capital J, so I don't have a team per se. <laughs> but my, my alma mater, if you're speaking of UCF, um, no, all jokes aside, I mean, the talent level at FIU, no matter whether – and I saw a little bit, a bit of this when the series was announced, right, the 2020 and 2023 matchup with UCF yep. and FIU. FIU fans are like, hey, this is great. You know, we get a chance to challenge ourselves, keep this rivalry going. UCF fans are kind of being a, a little bit uh, – conceded a little bit cocky and saying, hey, we're past this. And to an extent, they're right because their goals are to make the college football playoff. Beating FIU doesn't necessarily do that for you. But what they should realize is I graduated UCF 2015. When I graduated at UCF, they were FIU, more or less, just with a bigger stadium and a bigger fan base. That's it. Now, I mean, those two things matter. They're saying something. But in terms of the talent level on the field, people don't realize UCF went from being a competitive group of five team that could, you know, and Tadar can speak to this, if everything comes together and you got a senior heavy team and you got a quarterback, you can make a run like 2013 win a Fiesta Bowl, but they weren't necessarily a dominant team, right? And now you fast forward to today, they can play with anyone in the nation. The talent level has increased to, to that type of level. And I see the same thing happening with FIU. When you're bringing a guy like Jeremiah Holeman, who's a, a four-star slash five-star recruit, that's that's incredible. You know, former um, University of Georgia receiver. Mm-hmm. You bring in that type of talent, the talent level is closing. And it's something that not only should UCF fans take notice, but, you know, I may catch heat for this like I did last year. UM fans should take notice of this. I, I asked this to Tenard when I was on the podcast last year, and he agreed that the reason that UM, UF, FSU haven't been able to have those sustained stretches of success is because those three-star guys who might provide death at the big three and might start as a junior or senior are saying, hey, I'm going to take my ball and go to FAU or FIU or USF or UCF, ball out as a freshman and maybe be in the league by the time I'm a junior. They're building that talent level. So the talent gap is closing. This year is really the chance where FIU has a chance to show and prove and say, hey, we got a a team that's heavy with guys from Dade County, Broward County, Palm Beach County, and we can play. One component that a lot of people miss, when you have a, a great talent that transfers from another school, and he may not was able to crack the roster at that university. It's all about the coaching that he gets at the university he transfers to, because you can be talented as as as, as Calvin Johnson or uh, or Andre Johnson, but if you're not coached to to teach them how to play the receiver position, how to line up, how to get off the line, he's just going to rely on what got him into college, his basic skill set. So. A lot of these colleges that have coaches that go unknown, but they are the real truth to these three-star prep 
uh, athletes going in and being almost first-round picks, second-round picks, and making the university look better than what they originally are. Because, like, what did this kid come from? Like, T.Y. Hilton, who who's playing amazing in the NFL. Like, why T.Y. Hilton couldn't go to the University of Miami? Why he couldn't go to FSU? Why he couldn't – because they missed out on something because he wasn't coached the way he is in the NFL. T.Y. Hilton is a great receiver. He was a great receiver at FIU. He could have made a great receiver at the University of Miami or at, uh, University of Florida. So when we have these recruits that come in from uh, JUCOs and other universities as transfers, uh, they can be great, a great asset for that team and also push them over that ledge to make them a, a way more respectable university. Here's a question I got to ask the fellas. As you guys, as being part of the FIU community, and I can call you guys part of the FIU community, what is a successful season in terms of attendance, man? Like, I just want to know, coming off of a bowl win, can we expect a sellout this year outside of the, the game at the, at the uh, Marlins Park? See there, that was my next question for you, actually, too. Oh, no, it's just, uh, my yeah, bad. You my stole, bad. stole my thunder there, bro. But uh, We need but, to see more students than – alumni in the stands first of all that's what's been lacking yeah. you go to the games and there's no students in that in that stadium because uh because they you know they, they haven't had a good relationship with uh with the university with all the all the crackdowns from the fraternities and all that stuff but i think they they are uh taking steps to um to remedy that that problem uh a, a good example was this past sunday where they had the meet the panthers day sure yeah, yeah. sure they I mean, up. this is oh go ahead no, I'm asking, did they show up, the, the fans? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. It was okay. a good turnout. And okay. to, to add on, to piggyback to what Gus is saying, I've always thought that, and he's absolutely right, there's a lot of alumni. There's a ton of people outside the stadium tailgating, having a good time. We just got to get them inside. And they've done, like, crazy giveaways. I think they were giving out, like, iPads or tablets, and they've done all types of yeah. stuff. They, they really try. But I think the difference, as good as Coach Davis is and as big a name as he is, man, you got to get a transcendent player – on the field, somebody that really like just electrifies every the way Ty did when Ty was you know do, uh, was doing it at FIU, people were showing up. That's when attendance was yeah. probably at its best. And as good as 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 great as the season that we had the last couple of years under Butch, people don't go to see the coach. You know what I'm saying? Like they want to see a player. We need one of these guys, whether it's James Morgan or somebody, to really just step up and just be something that everybody can get behind and that student base can get really behind and cheer for. I think that's when you'll see a spike. But other than that, I'm honestly, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, but I know what's happened. I know what's happened the last few years and I know we get there on Saturday nights and it, it, the crowds aren't the same. It doesn't transcend. It doesn't, you know, reflect what's really, what's really happening with the program. But this is my question for you guys. And I'll make it quick. I, I'm just thinking back to my perspective as a student, right? So my senior year is when I started, you know, getting heavily involved um, in game day operations and I wasn't out tailgating or whatnot. But at UCF, and I know everyone's going to say, people listen going to say, all right, Orlando, Miami, different cities, but just hear me out. At UCF, the football game was your pregame for your night's events, right? Yeah. So you go to the football game, you tailgate from 12 to 2, game would start at 3, you go from 3 to 6, you get out there, do a little more, you know, uh, have a few more adult beverages. Uh, and then you go back to your dorm or you go back to your apartment, you nap for an hour and a half, two hours, and then you get out, you get up and you get ready, and you go out. I don't understand why that's not the same thing at, at, at FIU. It's, I'm like, in my mind, I'm just, I'm just really curious from the FIU community perspective. What else do you have 
as to why you can't go to the game because that was the pregame for us. You just you go to the game and then you go out. You can still even if you if you don't live in Sweetwater and you live in Broward or you live in another part of Dade, you can still make it from Sweetwater. Uh, if, if you have a uh, eight o'clock game, you can still make it back to your house by 10, 30, 11 o'clock, oh, yeah. get ready and go out. So I just don't understand the argument behind needing that. And I, and I hear your point about, you know, you want to have a guy who brings people in the stands. That's always great. But I'm like, as a college student, 18, 19, 20, 21, what else you got to do? <laughs> Dude, <Nothing. I> wish, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure the marketing team at FIU has been trying to figure out that same, you know, equation because yeah. they, it's, it's. They're, they're still I agree to, with you. I totally agree with you. They're still trying to build that culture, that football college sort of culture. You know what I mean? Like everybody in Miami grows up a Canes fan, so they don't feel, even though they go to FIU, a lot of people go to FIU because they didn't choose FIU. That was maybe their second or third option, but that and that's really the the issue there. If if F, I don't want to even talk this to existence. So hold me, like <laughs> forgive me for saying this. If FIU beats Miami this when? year, that would that would that would switch the fan base immediately. That could do it. Not immediately, no, but it no, will, it will. This for is a lot why, of people. No, yeah. This is why that because a defining because what it what people. it will show is that what people will believe is that FIU has caught up to Miami. That will be the argument. That will be the cooler, the, the water cooler talk. That will be the yeah. discussion of the day. Sport talk radio will say, did FIU actually catch up to Miami? And if it's, it, don't, it doesn't have to be a, a, a big win. It has to be like a field goal or a fumble, whatever. Yeah. The point is, a small division, Conference USA, your stepbrother beat you in your home. Yeah. How can you defend that? The fans will start showing up. They will say, hey, FIU is a serious contender now. That starts supporting it. They'll storm the field, and then depending on what they do next year to piggyback off that, yeah. they can use that ammo to get people to show up for the games. It'll, de- it'll definitely be a catalyst. Like It'll, it'll improve uh, recruiting, and, and that's just going to improve the program. So because it'll definitely I, be a catalyst Miami for change. Miami can't go 10 and – they're not going to show up undefeated together anymore. So say if it's yeah, FIU yeah, yeah. is undefeated when they face Miami, Miami has that one loss, yeah. and FIU wins. Yeah, that will shift everything. Mm-hmm. I'm guaranteed you. You could obviously you got me on tape saying this. Yeah, it will shift mm-hmm. everything, and then you will have the answer to your question. People will start showing up. Butch Davis can run with that. He can start saying, "Hey, look what I did. I beat the team that I or I beat the college that I used to coach. Now we're the real swag now. Mm-hmm. Well, let, Be a let, Panther." Let me ask Eric. Eric, what do you think if if the game against the Canes this season hadn't have been played? At Marlins Park, where it's going to be, or is it it's Marlins Park? Marlins right? Park, yeah, yeah. If they had played it at FIU and then made it like an incentive, like to get tickets for that game, you had to go to certain games and stuff like that during the season. I think that would have been the natural way to get more people in. True, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's like some obviously the yeah. money is Kane, the big Kane's, issue there. I think Canes refused to play at FIU Stadium, and I don't yeah. think they have the capacity to hold that many people there too. Yeah, I think it's like twenty one thousand, twenty two thousand, yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they don't have enough people to hold it. Here's here's what people don't realize, and a lot of people, I should say a lot, I've had some people say, why didn't we get at the cage and wanted at the cage? One, the capacity. Two, I think people fail to realize that this is an entire athletic department, right? FIU is the home team this year. So if you can sell 30 or 40,000 seats at home, well, I mean, Marlins Park is what, 30-something thousand um, seats, something like that? But if you can sell, if you can sell their share out, you bring that money back into your athletic department. Yep. Whereas you might not be able to get that and every seat matters 
at the cage when you're not selling out games. Exactly. So it just makes most the most sense all the way around to have the game in Marlins Park. Yeah, but did, but don't the aren't the the Canes paying FIU a bunch of money to play them too? Yeah, they, they, mean, yeah, the Canes can pay them a whole bunch of money, but I mean, and I'm not saying to be disrespectful when you show up uh, against Marshall with a division title on the line and there's 1,100 people in the stands. Every single dollar and every single seat counts. So if you can get the if you can get the extra thirteen thousand seats at Marlins Park, you're bringing that revenue back into your athletic department, which people have failed to, to remember. Pete Garcia has to worry about the entire athletic department, not just the football team. So that helps cover funds. You know, as a fan, I want both teams. Obviously, I want Miami to, to win out and face FIU as an undefeated team. That will that will show. All right, both teams are at their peak. They're playing great this season. What do we have? Which school is actually better now? Yeah. That'd be fun. It'd be, the, it'd be the headline in this news. That'd be a lot of fun. We, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we get college game day if that happens. Wow. That'd, be, that'd even be dope. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think you guys are getting win. If they both went out from here on yeah, to if, November. If FIU is undefeated and they're the talk of the town, they put highlight reels up on ESPN and people will start showing up for the games and they face Miami that's 9-1. Yeah. Like, that'd be huge. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Oh. You think, Eric, you think uh, we get game day? Uh, no. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I hate to be the. Uh, I'm saying you uh, could be you know, optimistic. The, the little, I mean, just. No, I'm with you, Eric. FIU, I don't that's, see, that's I don't see any scenario there. there. So, and also, uh, fellas, game days become kind of like this destination type deal. I don't know if you guys have noticed it. I mean, back in the day, you know, like. I remember when I was in middle school, they went to like FAMU or Bethune-Cookman to kind of showcase a smaller school. But now it's become the destination. You know, so they had it at Disney the other day. It's about having it at like these destination places. So I, I, I hell, it was a fight just to get it at UCF last year. So I mm-hmm. doubt they're going to come to a, a CUSA team. Oh, you're not going to see it over at the Graham Center? <laughs> it down, <laughs> right? You see uh, see uh, Coach Lee Corso throwing on the uh, Rory's head at the Graham Center? Yeah. I, I, hey, you never know, uh, bro. Anything is possible. Yeah, man. All right, well, we're gonna let's let's change gears here, man. You know, you're uh, you're coming back down here soon. We haven't seen you in a while, and yep. uh, you're still repping. You know, your Tampa and your uh, your croquetas and your Cuban <laughs> sandwiches. You already know. Yeah, you, you know. know. But um, I know we usually ask you about that, but we also talk. You know, we've had good conversations about music, and I want to ask you: Did you watch any of the VMAs last night? Man, you know what? I didn't get a chance to because I was traveling. Uh-huh. I was actually up in Jacksonville. Um, doing some uh some work for the gig and i i didn't get a chance to oh man well i'm gonna tell you if you're an old school hip-hop fan that tribute at well two things the tribute to missy elliott was tight I'm telling you that was pretty tight you can watch it on youtube they got the whole uh performance there and uh the end they had this whole little closing new jersey thing and they had red man naughty by nature uh nice. queen latifah that's what's up um oh man i'm forgetting so why clef jean dude why clef jean sighting man he's still out there bro yeah. Still yeah. doing it hard, man. Taking all that money from Haiti from the hurricane relief. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Damn. This is, you know, this is what I say because you guys mentioned Missy. This is what I would say. I'll put this on the record. I'm 28 years old. The album that I can remember as a kid, and I went back and listened to it a couple of weeks ago, that really just showcases how ahead of the game Missy is in terms of these female rappers out now. The real world, the one that had Hot Boys and everything oh, on it. Okay. Go back and listen to that oh, album yeah. now, and you won't even want to hear. And it's no disrespect, but you won't want to hear a Cardi B or such and such. They're not even on that type of level. Well, yeah. I'm saying Missy was ahead of her game. Yeah, you know, I thought she was going to yeah. see Superfly for because that was my favorite album. <laughs> but yeah, she was all, she was ahead of the game when it came to choreography. She was ahead of the game when it came to vid- videography. She was ahead of the game in every aspect. So. 
you know, she is one yeah. of those iconic people that if you don't know who Missy Elliott is, you probably lived in a rock, literally. Yeah. No, she's a game changer. Yeah, can't disagree with any of that. Yeah, but what happened to Bubba Sparks, bro? What? <laughs> Bubba Sparks? Getting ugly, ugly. Drake? Somewhere in Drake? Drake? <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. Oh, Old man. school reference, man. Hey, well, Eric, man, thank you so much for uh, for joining us, bro. We look forward to seeing you at the uh, FIU home opener, right? Yeah, man, you know, I'll be there. Uh, that's the 7th, yeah, the week after... Uh, yeah, because yeah, we got Tulane Thursday. I'm getting getting my dates mixed up. We got Tulane Thursday, and then we got the homeowner home opener versus Western Kentucky on the seventh. So I'll see you fellas out there tonight. Always go fun chopping up with you, my man. No problem, bro. Keep awesome, it easy, bro. man. Be safe. Hey, be right, good, man. man. And uh, we'll bring you some croquetas. All right. <laughs> all right, man. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> all right, brother. Later. Take care. Oh, no! I dare you. Stop in a bit. Oh.